Hello, I am Kristen Damara, the Director for Head Start and Early Head Start for Community Services Agency here in Reno. If you love working with children and you love making a difference, call us at Community Services Agency. Our website is csareno.org, or you could come see us at our main location at 1100 East 8th Street in Reno, Nevada. Parents, teachers, retired teachers, we would love to talk to you. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hi, everybody. Peter Padilla here with you today on Nevada Real Estate Radio. We're talking about real estate for professionals, for investors, and a look at the stats of what's happening in real estate in northern Nevada. Today, my guest is Gary McDonald. Gary is the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Welcome to our show, Gary. Hi, Peter. Good to see you again. It's good to see you, too. You're looking good, my friend. Well, thank you. Do you know it's fall? It's Almost a, winter. Can you believe already? <laughs> the summer, we didn't have a summer this year. Uh, we had a smoke season. Yes. But um, summer didn't really last all that long, did it? No, it didn't. It seemed like it went by really quickly. I thought, Gary, this year because of the, well, let's just say the financial climate, the political climate, the fires in California and the smoke in the air climate, I was thinking maybe this year might be the year that things would really come to a halt as far as these fast price increases in the median home price in northern Nevada and that uh, inventory would miraculously become available, but none of that happened. The demand seems every bit as strong now as we're in October of 21 as it did back in March. We have seen a steady price increase till about three months ago. Mm-hmm. And we have noticed a leveling off right. of the median price in Reno at around $530,000. We've noticed a slight uptick in inventory. And we have, we're still running at about from listing to contract about eight days. Now that's that's not listing to close, but that's listing to contract. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, still a very, very vibrant and healthy market. Yeah, uh, we've talked about how Reno, Nevada has been discovered by home buyers and wannabe home buyers all across the country. Um, it, it seems like that part of the equation is never gonna turn back. Uh, Reno really has been discovered by not only the people that enjoy living in our beautiful lifestyle, the great outdoors activities, but by the technology companies that are relocating to northern Nevada. I would say that we were sort of looking at a downturn, uh, leveling off at at the early part of 2020, and COVID hit, and all of a sudden the market just exploded. Mm -hmm. And it exploded because it enabled people to not have to work at their place of work, they could work remotely from home. Mm-hmm. And people that were paying $4,000 a month for a garage in San Francisco, uh, maybe a one bedroom, one bath, they decided, let's go see what Reno has to offer. And for that kind of money, they could buy a nice house, house here. So they did. Yeah. And um, it happened so quickly that it did, it did push up real estate pricing very quickly, very steadily. Uh, 25% year over year, and uh, it, it just remarkably pushed the market over $500,000, places we had not seen before, uh, also fed by low, lowest interest rates that we've ever had. So right. it's um, it's been a combination of factors, and what that did was it created a shortage of inventory available for sale, mm-hmm. 
And as you know, in Economics 101, if you've got a high demand and short supply, it will force pricing. A lot of folks that have thought about selling to downsize or selling to move to other areas, Gary, I know that they've been hesitant to do that because if prices have gone up dramatically here in northern Nevada, they have all across the country. And as I look at the different states' median home prices, that's exactly what's happened. Every state has seen huge increases, although some of them, you know, priced in a different market than northern Nevada. It's still that across the country, people have realized just the value of home ownership and how important the living environment is to our happiness. Absolutely. Uh, my brother and his wife relocated uh, from northern New York to Wilmington, North Carolina. And they bought a home, brand new home in a nice little development. I think their timing was absolutely perfect. They got a beautiful home on some water. And immediately after they closed, that area took off. That mm. area exploded. Mm. You, it was, the builder was faced with a shortage of supply of wood products and asphalt products to complete homes. And prices there, within two or three months, they had uh, increased their net worth by quite a bit. Wow. Well, sometimes you just... Uh, have good timing, whether it's by design or by luck. Uh, timing seems to be a critical factor for a lot of people. Although when it comes time to buy a home, it's really about your need to buy a home that really is about the right timing. Uh, so many people ask me, when is the right time? When is the right time? Well, it's when it's right for an individual. People were talking to me in 2018, 2019 saying, I'm going to wait for the market to go down. I'm going to wait for the market to go down. I'm going to wait for the market to go down. Yeah. Well, those people, had they bought a home in 2017, 2018, 2019, they would be sitting in the catbird seat, as Red Barber liked to say, and uh, they would be sitting on a home that is infinitely affordable with some equity in it and a much better place to be than they were. They would have had that home, uh, enjoyed the benefits of a home ownership and been there, and the market still hasn't turned down. And I don't think it's headed for a turn down. Yeah, if you bought a home in 2017, there's a good chance it would be double in value now in 2021. Just Pretty based close. upon what has been going. So it's, uh, it's, it's an incredible and an unbelievable in many ways. I remember when we hit the rock bottom, Gary, in 2012, of home prices in northern Nevada for the decade. It, median home price came in at $150,000. Now we're at $530,000. But I remember when we were working our way to $150,000 as a low, it seemed much more gradual, even though it was fast, that era between 2000 and let's say six and 2012, those six years, it seemed like it was a gradual drop to that low. What's going on now, it's a dramatic jump from year to year. I mean, it seems like it's going straight up. A couple different factors, Peter. At the time you described from 2006 to 2012, what one of the things that triggered the downturn in the housing market was an overall downturn in the economy. People were out of work. Mm -hmm. Our unemployment in this area uh, was probably 15, 16, 17 percent. Now it's under 4 percent. We have a job plethora out there, people hanging signs out saying, help wanted, help wanted, help wanted. Uh, there's no shortage of jobs. If somebody wants to work, there's no excuse. You can be working. Uh, but 
but there, our unemployment rate is low, the job availability is high, and thanks to EDON and some of the other uh, marketing firms that have been working to bring good paying jobs into this community, uh, the, the jobs that are here will sustain the pricing in the real estate market. Because at one of the things that caused that downturn was you were in the finance business. It was so easy to get a loan. Mm -hmm. It was, there was no standard um, of difficulty to obtain a loan as there is in this marketplace. You right. really, really, really have to qualify to buy a home today to get a home. So that's good news in that the people who are in the home can be in the home, can afford the home. They have jobs. They are working. Those jobs are strong. They pay well. And what it's done is it's led to... Uh, when when people talk about overpricing and everything else, we're at $530,000. You drive over the hill and go towards the bay, and they're a lot higher median price there than we are here. Uh, go, go over the hill to El Dorado Hills and Sacramento area, uh, which is also a, a fast-growing area, and, and shortage of homes, high demand, low supply, and prices keep going up. You could be talking about someplace even closer to Reno, Nevada, Gary. That's Incline Village. Oh, yeah. Last Incline time I checked Village. on prices, median yeah, prices in Incline Village are around a million dollars, maybe maybe more. They're off the charts. They really are. And, yeah, and that's absolutely off the 20 charts. 20 minutes from Reno. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Incline Village is uh, 20 minutes away in another world apart. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the value of a home, like I say, it's more uh, 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 an emotional value, a mental value, because people are spending more time living in their homes now and they're hesitant to even think about moving, uh, much less selling their home, Gary. I'm wondering if maybe some of the reason that some months it seems like there's very few homes for sale is because people that own homes, they don't really want to sell their homes as much as they used to in the past. Uh, I always think about how the human psyche is to think about doing it right. You buy something for a low price and you sell it for a high price. But I remember so many times people, including myself, we kind of get scared when the prices are going down. So we start selling when the prices are low and then we're reluctant to buy when it's high. Is that still it's a psychology of mankind? Uh, when things are going down, they're never going to stop going down. When things go up, they're never going to stop going up. Mm -hmm. It's a psychology that we face um, in, in, in that economic downturn. It was devastating to personal uh, to people in this area, it was devastating to a lot of my friends. Uh, I've watched them uh, struggle through it emotionally. Uh, people who had to short sell or for, had a foreclosure on their home, it was a lifetime stamp on them that they they really uh, had a hard time getting over. Mm -hmm. But those who recovered and went out and bought another home now stand the benefit of an upturn in the marketplace. So if they sold at the bottom of the market and then they were smart enough to jump back in when things started going up. We've, in 2012, 2013, this market was 75% short sale and foreclosure. Now that's not even a decade ago. Uh, short sale and foreclosure to now one of the healthiest burgeoning markets in the country. Uh, and, and I see this as being continuing to be a strong market. I don't see the huge uptick in pricing uh, that we experienced. I think we may have uh, found, a, found a place of comfort there. Uh, 
and but if it's if you want to go buy a house, now is a good time to buy a house. Why do I say that? I say that because of the historically low interest rates. We are facing now. Uh, if you look at the, what you pay for the pump, if you look at what your grocery seats are, if you go out to dinner, we are facing increased costs all across the board. Whenever we face increased costs, that's called inflation. The government doesn't like, they want some inflation, but they don't want uh, outrageous inflation. And so in order to tap down on outrageous inflation, they will raise interest rates. You are a lender. You've seen it happen before. In 1978, I had five houses in escrow the week before Christmas. Small town, upstate New York, $30,000 average sale price. Purchase offer read, uh, buyer to secure, put down 20%, secure purchase money mortgage from a local lender in an amount not to exceed 8%. Well, 8% was a comfortable figure for that marketplace. People could afford it. Overnight, interest rates went from 8% to 16%. Now, I'm not saying that interest rates are going to go there again. But if they tick up, that home that you would go buy today at a 3% interest rate, if the interest rate suddenly 4 or 4.5%, and you're looking at a $525,000 house, and all of a sudden that house is $490,000, and you buy it at $490,000 saying, gee, I got a deal, well, you're going to pay more money for that $490,000 house than you would at five and a quarter if you're going to finance the home. Because it really comes down to the monthly payment times, the number of months you make your mortgage payment. In most cases, it's a 30-year loan. That's a 360-month payment. So that monthly payment is going to go up dramatically when interest rates go up as well, Gary. You're right. It really comes down to the terms of the deal that make a difference yes. on home affordability. Absolutely. Gary McDonald is my guest. He's the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. We're going to look at some comparisons of three different communities in northern Nevada, Reno, Sparks, and Fernley, when it comes to median home price and other details after this. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. SunTech solar screens are great in the fall and winter because they eliminate the sun's glare that can damage your window coverings, hardwood floors, and carpets. Call 775-352-9396 or visit suntechsolarscreens.com. You'll see examples of many of our satisfied customers' homes. SunTech solar screens are functional and attractive. Call for a free estimate, 775-352-9396. Energy efficiency for your home. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to tune into our show today. Gary McDonald, president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, is with us today. We're talking about the stats for Reno Sparks in northern Nevada when it comes to buying and selling homes. Most cases, people are buying and selling homes 
there's an investor involved. In this case, we talk about banks. Most people are buying with mortgage loans, and so the interest rate is having a big impact on the payment that people make every month. So when we hear about home prices and home values, uh, it's just one part of the equation. The interest rate that you have to pay if you get a mortgage to purchase one of the homes in question, that's really the key to what you pay for the home because it's the terms that makes the difference. Whenever anybody asks me about mortgage work nowadays, when I'm retired from that business, I recommend that they talk to Brian Cushing. He's a mortgage loan officer extraordinaire at Guild Mortgage here in Reno, Nevada. He's part of the Cushing team, and these people really know their business. They work efficiently, they work quickly, and they take a lot of the stress out of the mortgage and home buying process because they know the details that need the most attention on any given day. Want to learn more about Brian Cushing and the Cushing team at Guild Mortgage? Give them a call, 775-453-0345. Brian Cushing's NMLS license number is 303045, and all of his contact information can be found on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. Let Brian know that Peter sent you to see him. With me in the studio, Gary McDonald, president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Gary, looking at these different home values throughout northern Nevada, specifically Reno, Sparks, and Fernley, it's kind of amazing that there are some now substantial differences between Reno and Sparks. They're right next together to each other, but uh, it seems like there's a little bit more separation in the values. Mm -hmm. uh, Sparks has always been thought of to give you a little bit better value but maybe it doesn't have some of the amenities but they're both Reno and Sparks are like one city now it's kind of unusual or interesting how the prices can change from one side of the city limits to the other Peter part of that is drivability um, how how far are you willing to drive from your work in order to be able to afford a property mm -hmm. and uh, typically if when we talk about Reno Sparks, uh, I, I miss the two mayors, G Gino Martini and yep. Bob Cashel. Yep. Uh, they used to tease about Reno Sparks, and it was like they had a comedy road show out on the road. But the fact of the matter is, is that uh, Sparks is a fantastic community. I do think it offers excellent value in a home purchaser. They have a great government. They have uh, great schools, and I think it's an awesome opportunity. Uh, to live in a wonderful community. I, oh, yeah. I really like Sparks. Yeah. As for Fernley, Fernley is in our uh, Metroplex. Uh, it's about a 20, 30 minute drive from Fernley to Sparks in Reno. Um, their, their affordability factor is much better. Uh, you go from Reno at a 550,000 median price to Sparks with a 494.5 median price and out to Fernley at uh, just a little over $370,000. And it's a community that's on, ongoing in its growth pattern. Mm -hmm. uh, there are talks now of a, uh, they've, they've been attracting a lot of industrial places out there. They're working hard to become more than what I would call a bedroom community. And the mayor you would use that term too. He wants people to be able to live, work, and play in Fernley. Mm -hmm. um, they are working with the city of Oakland or the port of Oakland of to form a the railroad port out and in the Fernley bring that the stories will to life. offload the Farms ships down in the ages. Oakland, Alameda area and ship by the rail out to Fernley to be distributed from there. It has a potential of a very, very big economic impact 
on that community. Uh, the community itself is building more parks, they're, they're doing more infrastructure, and they're really, really coming on. I think it's a, it's a great alternative. You know, people have to look for alternatives if they can't quite afford or find what they're looking for in one part of our geography. Uh, they have to know that there are other opportunities. Um, so Reno, Sparks, Fernley, great home buying opportunities there, but we're also hearing about good things happening in some of the more rural areas, Gary, like Dayton, Minden, Gardnerville. Our state capital, Carson City, has some great opportunities. Um, they've all really kept up, though, with the demand. The demand that is in northern Nevada has impacted every one of those communities. I was looking at, uh, you were talking about Fernley being up in the $360,000 to $70,000 median home price. I mean, who would have thought about that just a few years ago, that it would have, it would have advanced so quickly. Uh, but the fact is, if you look at the median home prices, Fernley compared to the Reno, let's say, you're approaching $180,000, $200,000 difference for a similar type of layout of home. Yes. So when you look at the commute, or in the digital world, the new lack of commutes, it might make good sense now to look at some opportunities in some of these smaller communities. Um, homes available, the number of homes that are literally available for sale, uh, they're tight in all parts of the market. Gary, I'm convinced that people that have homes for sale are hesitant to sell because they don't know where they're going to go next and they'll have to deal with those expensive prices when they rebuy. And the next part of it is that why go through that exercise? It's a lot of work to buy and sell homes. It's not as it's not an easy pull the trigger kind of deal. It is, um, and I won't begin to tell you that uh, we're seeing an inward migration. We're seeing an importing of people moving here from other areas, and not just California, but people in this area who have been here for a while are all of a sudden looking at moving away. Uh, we're, losing, uh, we're losing some populace to other areas because they, for exactly the same reasons that you said, they're, they're afraid of being able to buy a home here and they, uh, they're gonna take their, sell their home, take their profit and go buy somewhere else. I just uh, closed uh, a couple different transactions. One buyer is heading to Texas or one seller is heading to Texas, the other seller is heading to New Mexico mm. uh, for family reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, but the same thing is, is that when when we do sell a home here, it's not always with the idea of somebody's going to move up. On the good news front, the market has settled a little bit so that we are not seeing the rush with, with as many multiple offer situations uh, as we did. And we're starting to see contingencies come back into the marketplace. In other words, you want to sell your home. Uh, you, you can't buy another home until you sell your home. You get with a great realtor. You get, if you're financing, you get with a, a good lender. You get everything lined up. Then you start go look at a home. And your offer would have a contingency of sale on it, meaning um, I, Peter Padilla, I'm going to have to sell my home. And I want to buy this home, but it's only I can only do it after this. Our our contract takes into account that, and more and more sellers are willing to take a look at that. They're willing to take a look at, all right, I want to sell my home. Uh, this home that these people have is in a nice area. It's going to be priced fairly. It should sell pretty quickly. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we're starting to see more closings on contingent contingent sales.
Mm-hmm. Which which had virtually disappeared from the marketplace. Yeah, because that uh, that's showing that there is some flexibility from the seller side of the transaction. Because up until this now, for most of the summer, Gary, I've just heard that there are people making uh, offer above price, above ask price, multiple offers, home selling fast. I mean, it's 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 required that that slows down to a degree before any seller is going to look at saying that they'll consider a contingency like the sale of another property. Market isn't quite as quick as it was. Literally, we would see properties go on the market before uh, they would put it on the market. They would have 5, 10, 20 offers within a a day's period of time or a two-day period of time. And that we have seen slow down. People, Mm -hmm. if they have a good home and a fair, fair price and a nice area, they might see one, two, three, four, five offers, but they're not going to be just pouring in the door. And I don't think, uh, this is a personal uh, statement, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing for our marketplace. I think having the pace ease up just a little bit uh, is is perhaps good. Oh, especially good for buyers because, uh, especially with first-time home buyers, uh, it's kind of a crazy process to begin with because it's new. It's not something that people do re- uh, on a regular basis. So there's a lot of new uh, thoughts, new transactions to th- consider, new terminology to consider when you're doing real estate work. And being rushed into a process like that is never good. Um, I was looking to at these stats, Gary, the percent of ask received. This is the percent of price that the sellers receive when they put their home on the market. I remember up until a couple of years ago, it was pretty standard that it would be somewhere around 98 to 99.5% of whatever the sellers asked for uh, to purchase price for their house. That's typically what they got. Suddenly, about a year ago, people started to offer more for the home than the seller was asking just so that they could get an advantage. And that's turned into, uh, well, it's a commonality now. It's just common that people are offering more than the ask price. Looking at these reports, the last stats that I have, uh, they show that it, it's been at about 2% above ask in Reno, Sparks, and even in Fernley, 2% over ask. That means that there have to be a fair number of homes that are actually even more than 2%. Yes, because somebody's going to overprice their home. It's the, the buyers are becoming much more savvy much more savvy. We have tools that we can give prospective buyers. Mm -hmm. They can do their own market analysis on that home as they're sitting in their car in front of the house, in front of the for sale sign. They can can do a market analysis, see what in the neighborhood is sold, how recently it's sold, and for how much it's sold. The technology is driving this marketplace. And so uh, we have had a period of time where sellers could, could ask outrageous amounts of money and every once in a while they get it but the market is such now this this the buying pace has cooled off to the degree that when we go talk to somebody about selling their home we want to put that on the money yeah. rather than going fishing uh-huh uh, i've heard too gary that when somebody overprices their home initially it's hard to recover from the the well the the feedback that you get when your home is overpriced it's overpriced you hear that enough uh, it can have a negative impact on the transaction what will happen is, and i can only speak from my personal experience but when i go talk to a seller my my sales talk to them my my 
appeal, if you will, is let's price this on the money. If you ask too much money for the home, and you and this gets what we call aged, and it's not like a fine cheese. If the home's on the market a long time and it's aged, then I tell people you're going to chase the market down. You're going to reduce your price, reduce your price, reduce your price to a point somebody will eventually buy it, but you would probably sell it for less than if we priced it to the to the market right now. Uh-huh. And that's my appeal to sellers when I go do a listing presentation. And I, uh, you know, I, I love this business. We have 3,300 members of our association. And so as I talk to people on the buy side and on the sell side, it seems easy, it's not. Get a qualified professional by your side, hire a realtor, get a good lender, uh, get all your ducks in a row, and then you'll be able to enjoy the fruits of home ownership. Gary McDonald is our guest, president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. When we come back from this message, I'm going to ask Gary to give us some guidance on what to do if you're really needing to buy a house in northern Nevada, but you just can't quite to pull the trigger on your own. It may be an income issue, it may, may be time on the job issue, maybe you have a few more debts that you would like to pay off, but you just can't right now. What are some of the things that we can do? We'll find that and more after this message. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company, equal housing opportunity. Company NMLS number 3274, NV Banker number 1076, NV Broker number 1141, Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045, telephone number 775-453-0345, located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200, Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval, terms and conditions may apply, subject to change without notice. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Glad you tuned in to our show today. More and more investors are getting into the real estate market. And when they do, they know they have to incorporate their new real estate investment business. We recommend that they talk to Sherry Hill from Sage International. She is the wealth protection diva because she works with many, many real estate investors and help them to help them in structure their investment holdings in the right kind of corporate entity. You'd be amazed how much money you can save on your taxes, expenses, etc if you incorporate the right way. Real estate is a serious business. Even if you just own one rental property, you need to talk to Sherry Hill. Give her a call, 
775-786-5515 and tell Sherry here you are a real estate investor and want to incorporate the right way. Peter Padilla here with you today. I'm glad to be talking with Gary McDonald, president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Gary, a lot of people, a lot of young people especially, are having challenges in their mind thinking about median home prices, interest rates, time on the job, bank statements, income taxes. There's so much in our world that we have to focus on, and buying a home just adds to more complications. Some people are thinking that they just can't afford to buy a house, Gary, because they can't put one or two elements together in their profile. And I was remembering not long ago about the challenges that some of my clients had when I was a mortgage lender and some of the things that they did to find ways to purchase a home. One young lady uh, could not quite get her income up to where it needed to be. And after visiting with her for uh, several weeks trying to get all of her information together, she finally revealed to me that she has a disabled son who lives in his own apartment and gets a monthly check from the federal government and he's a veteran and he gets his veterans check from the federal government to pay his rent, to pay his expenses. And then after we talked, she got to thinking, maybe I'll ask him if he wants to buy a home with me. And sure enough, that's what they did. And the two of them put their incomes together, got a home that was suitable for both of their individual needs, as happy as ever. And she wanted to help her son in the most uh, important way possible by being with him uh, when he needed her. Her son wanted to help her in any way that he could, even though he was in a disabled state. They put this deal together and it worked. They are homeowners today. Just recently, I was reading in one of the national publications that it's actually a trend that's being more in vogue now than ever before. Uh, a lot of millennials are teaming up, uh, friends, uh, family members, getting their incomes together and working together to help each other. And they start out by buying one property together. Are you seeing that in any of your businesses? I've seen a lot of creativity over my time in the real estate business, Peter, and I think that's an excellent way to do it. Uh, one of the things, as someone goes to qualify for a home, and I'm preaching to the choir with you, but let me, let me say it anyway. Debt to income ratio is a very uh, important part of the equation. Mm -hmm. I think the lenders now are loaning at about 43% mm -hmm. uh, would be the number. So rather, if you, if you have it in your intention to buy a home, rather than going out and buying furniture ahead of owning a home, Rather than going out and buying uh, automobile, truck, snowmobile, a ski jet for the water, but rather than going out and buying toys, mm -hmm. I suggest you wait until after you get your home so that your debt-to-income ratio lines up. That's one thing. If your credit is good and your debt-to-income ratio lines up, then you can begin your home search by going to a lender and saying, this is what I have. This, this is where I would like to be. Well, the lender can sit down with you, go over, crunch the numbers, and say, this is what you can afford. Yeah. Then when you get with the, with the realtor, you can go search for that particular property. The other thing that I see a lot of times is credit repair. People have gone out, uh, illness, divorce, whatever. It's caused them to have their credit scores drop a little bit, and that is impactful in the marketplace. You can still get a home loan with a lower credit score, 
but if you can get that credit score up to 700 or 750, you're going to stand the benefit of probably a lower interest rate. Mm -hmm. And that would make the home affordability chase a, a little easier. The idea of teaming up with a spouse, with a, with a uh, spouse for sure, but with uh, a child to buy a home, a lot of a lot of kids are living with their parents anyway, so why not combine the incomes and go and go get that house? Mm. A lot of creative ways to do it. Yeah, it's really uh, a way in some ways to think about putting the family a little closer together because buying a, a home as a family, it's really a great uh, uh, family building relationship building process when you can help somebody uh, really attain one of the biggest dreams in their life, home ownership. Uh, many young people need that help one way or another. So whether we give it to them with good information, guidance, support financially, or even as an investor in their venture, uh, these are great ways to help people that are not quite ready to get there. Obviously, we want them to be self-reliant and find ways to do it on their own. But let's face it, we all at some point needed help on our, ourselves. Helping somebody attain home ownership, well, that's a great goal for all of us. Peter, as, as smart as you and I think we are, the home builders were way ahead of us. They have been building multi-generational homes uh, for a number of years now where there's a, a mother-in-law, father-in-law, brother-in-law quarters at the front of the house that has a separate entranceway, and then it opens up into the home where you could live in joint space. Now, the, the one family is going to live in a much larger space. The other family is going to live in, in, a, in a smaller one-bedroom uh, studio, more like property. But it gives, if you want to do that, if you want to live in a home like that, which I think I've seen some of the styles, they're absolutely fantastic. They're off the charts, very practical, and make a whole lot of sense. And so the multi-generational homes, um, we, are, we call it aging in place. So if I've been in a home 35 or 40 years and I'm having a hard time getting up and down the stairs due to uh, bad knees, arthritis, whatever it is, and I want to go live on a one-level home, I can sell my property and go do that. But if I'm going to do that, why not look at a multi-generational home? Then I can have my family around me in case of emergency. It makes and, a whole lot of and sense. It makes perfect sense. Gary, you have so many great resources, tools, and uh, training opportunities for people in the real estate world. I always encourage people to visit your website at Reno Sparks Association of Realtors and find out what some of the great benefits are of having connections with the association. If you're a real estate professional, uh, being part of the real estate uh, Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, it really is a big advantage because of what you get from the organization. Absolutely. We offer education. Mm -hmm. We have a continuing education requirement every two years uh, after we get our license of 36 hours. And there's a multitude of ways to get those 36 hours. But uh, the association usually every year offers a thing called Ed Expo. And at Expo, we had to postpone it this year due to the resurgence of the COVID virus. Uh, this COVID virus has just been dominating the story for the last um, almost two years now. Mm -hmm. And it's going to eventually ease up. It, uh, it's, it's going to ease up to the point where we're going to learn to live with it. We, will, we are social critters. We're going to go back. We're going to be social again. 
And while we have shut down a number of in-person events this year, it's going to come back. And it, we've got a building that we're just very, very proud of. We've got classrooms that offer blended formats to our students. If, if you want to come in, take a live class, this, that, same prof, that same teacher is going to be teaching that class to some people that are online. Uh, that's why we mean blended format. We're doing the best we can to be flexible to serve our membership and to serve the community. I'm very pleased with the work you're doing, Gary. And I know everybody that visits with the Association of Realtors or is part of the Association of Realtors has the same feelings as we do. So thank you for the work you're doing, and thanks for being with us today. Peter, always a pleasure. Thank uh, you for having you us. You bet. And hopefully you'll come back and give us an update as we get further into the year. I'm uh, hopeful that we finish up 2021 as a great year and probably will as a great year in northern Nevada. It's just amazing all the things that have happened. Peter, the signs are stabilizing, but it's a great opportunity to go buy a home Put a realtor by your side. There you go. Gary McDonald from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. All of his contact information is on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company, equal housing opportunity. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Hello, I am Kristen Damara, the Director for Head Start and Early Head Start for Community Services Agency here in Reno. If you love working with children and you love making a difference, call us at Community Services Agency. Our website is csareno.org, or you could come see us at our main location at 1100 East 8th Street in Reno, Nevada. Parents, teachers, retired teachers, we would love to talk to you. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio talking about real estate, real estate for investors. And today we're talking about very small real estate, the beekeepers real estate, the bee box. Talking with Debbie Gilmore from the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. I was told by some of the beekeepers I was talking to in my first year that all the glue that is used by the bees that they make to stick the boxes together to seal out any cracks, to keep the air out, to control heat, whatever. 
uh, are they use, really using propolis to do oh, that? Oh, yes. So yes, they are. So they use propolis like a caulking. Yep. It's also called the bee glue. Okay. And that's why we need hive tools or you can't get that's inside right. your hive. I got to pry them open. Because they seal everything with propolis mm -hmm. and you have to use the hive tool to, yeah. to pry the frames apart, the hives apart. Um, so propolis ha is an amazing product. So uh, as a beekeeper, I could collect a little bit of propolis each time I go into my beehives, right? I can scrape some off around exactly. the, the edges, yep. around the, the wherever I see some of this dark blue-like looking. It's like a thick wax, and you can just kind of scrape it off. And I would imagine that's somewhat what it's like when you collect it, right, when you want to make things out of it. At the last beekeepers meeting that we went to at Mason Valley Beekeepers, there was a lady who had made uh, set up and she was putting together tinctures of propolis right mm -hmm. mixing it with water i guess and turning it Ever into clear? a liquid Ever, oh, not quite water <laughs> Ever looks like alcohol. water yeah you Ever can clear. also use water and anyway it just makes this little liquid form of this tincture and what can this tincture be used for oh gosh tincture can be used we can use it um as people we can use it for infections mm -hmm. um it's good for gingivitis, a lot of um, oral infections and stuff, because it's very antibacterial, yeah. antifungal. So um, it's a great it's a great product. Well, that's what's important to know about the world of beekeeping is honey is also antibacterial. It is. And it has tremendous health benefits, and you can put it on a wound or a scratch or a scrape, and it will help heal that. Burns. Because it, it, it has a natural form of uh, hydrogen peroxide that it produces. There's so many good natural medicinal benefits from the beehive, Debbie, that you really don't get to learn about so much until you become active in the world of beekeeping. I remember when I first got into the world of beekeeping, and I was thinking about it probably about six years ago now, I was reading about honey that had been found in one of the ancient tombs in Egypt, and that honey was still edible. Mm -hmm. It was still as it was. It was amazing. It doesn't go bad. I it found out not. it doesn't. It never. It never spoils. It never turns rotten. It never. It's an amazing, amazing thing that re only the honeybee can produce. That's right. It's That's a fantastic correct. thing. It's like magic. It is magic. Everything out of the beehive is magic. You know the way the bees work. All the products that are produced. Not only the propolis and the honey, but the royal jelly, the beeswax, mm -hmm. and the pollen. I mean, yeah. it's all just fascinating. And what a social environment. It is so female-controlled and dominated, the world of beekeeping, the world of beehives, the bees colonies themselves. It's all around the queen. There is no real king, if you will, like with the lion world. In the beekeeping world, it's all about the female. Yet they need the males a little bit to do their <laughs> part. However, it's so... Uh, female-centric and dominating, it's an interesting study in social behavior. It is. It is. There's only a few super organisms, you know, in, in the world, in, in life. And honeybees are a super organism. Mm -hmm. A colony of bees is a super organism. It's like humans, we can live alone. We can survive by ourselves. Mm -hmm. We can get our food. We can take care of ourselves, everything. But honeybees cannot live, one honeybee cannot live by itself. Mm -hmm. It takes the whole organism to survive. It's fascinating. Debbie mm -hmm. Gilmore is my guest. She's the president 
of the Mason Valley Beekeepers and also the Queen Bee at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference that happens every year. Yarrington, Nevada. This year it's Feb 24, 25, 26. I recommend it to all my friends, anybody who wants to get involved in the world of beekeeping. This is the place to start. Uh, it's great speakers, great demonstrations, uh, great opportunity to learn if it's really right for you. I took the beekeeping class my, before my first and second. Uh, I had two classes before I launched with my bees, and I'm so glad that I did it. I was totally confident, more so uh, <laughs> now than that, but it's really worth it. So check it out, the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Uh, you'll learn so much and be able to give, give so much good back to the community. Debbie, there were great workshops. Any idea what the workshops will look like this time? Um, the workshops, we always try to bring in new ideas, some practical workshops for um, not only experienced beekeepers, but for new beekeepers as well. Um, we're having some, again, on propolis, how to collect it, how to use it. Um, let's see. I forget what the other ones are, but we have uh, six different workshops going on. I would recommend a mead and drinking workshop. It would be very good. <laughs> you drink all the soup and drink the most mead. I think that would be kind of fun. We have some <laughs> um, mead sponsors as well, so we usually have mead tasting as well. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I was looking at your website. You have a new sponsor, too, this year. Uh, Help Save the Bees is one of your sponsors. Yes, based out of Reno here. Mm -hmm. um, we're really excited about that. And um, Of course, you have Perry Farms that is a big sponsor of Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. We want to thank them. Uh, when you go to Mason Valley, uh, you know you're in Perry Farms country. That's right. Because right. you can just see all the beautiful agriculture and a lot of beehives. It's a great company, and they have been sponsoring our beekeeping conference for at least 10 years yeah. of the 12. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we ha we're pretty supportive of beekeepers in oh, Lyon yeah. County. Last year, uh, and I've, I'm sure it's this year again, Edible Reno Tahoe Magazine is another great sponsor of the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. And they put they all are. of your information about the bee conference in upcoming issues, and people will be able to see that and get another encouragement to come to our State Beekeepers Conference. But Debbie, last year, this magazine did a uh, follow-up issue on the world of beekeeping. They have this beautiful cover with uh, honeycomb on the front and a great story, an expose, if you will, about the world of beekeeping in the publication. And there was an article there that featured Hall's Honey. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> Amanda and Jackie are great people, and um, they love honey, and they love beekeepers. And, oh, yeah. Um, well, they know good food you know, at Edible they, Reno they Tahoe. They do. They do. And so here, yeah, here's the article here. It's called Honey Hunter, and Hall's Honey was one of the featured honeys that they talked about, and um, uh, it's just Im so impressive, Debbie, that you have so many years of history in your family's business at Hall's Honey. Uh, it's no wonder that you're a great proponent of Nevada State Beekeepers Conference and all the work you do. Well, thank you. Thank you. Another publication that's very important to the world of beekeeping is a national publication called Bee Culture Magazine. And um, it, is, uh, it is an absolute gem of a magazine if you love the world of beekeeping. And one of the things I like about the magazine is that because it's distributed all across the country, all around the world, it gets us all updated 
at the same time as beekeepers about things that are happening in our area, in other areas, other parts of the world that may affect us one way or the other down the road. So it really is really a monthly news update when you read Bee Culture magazine. And we announced our bee conference coming up in February in Bee Culture magazine. And so if you get Bee Culture, you'll see it in the November and December issues. But Debbie, there's even more connection with Bee Culture magazine this year than ever before. Like, oh, uh, yes, and I love it because Dr. Jerry Hayes, who is the who is now the editor of Bee Culture magazine, is actually going to join us at our conference this year. I am so excited about that because I have seen him speak many times, and um, for him to be coming to Nevada is pretty special. So I'm excited to see him. I'm very excited to see him and meet him. I mean, I... When you when you interact with so many beekeepers on a regular basis, he's got to be a great beekeeper himself. I don't know whether he has bees, but in his head, I know he's a beekeeper. And if he's a beekeeper, he's probably a great beekeeper because he talks to the top experts. It's really amazing. It is amazing. And he shared a little secret that not many people know about Dr. Hayes. Is he got his beekeeping start in Nevada. No kidding. Yeah. So he's like coming home. Oh, how nice. <laughs> Dr. Jerry Hayes from Bee Culture Magazine is going to be at our conference. Uh, it's a great time to, to be alive, right? It is. It is. <laughs> it is so nice to be. I hope that I see many new faces and uh, get new feedback on our beekeeping conference coming up in 2022. Debbie, I'm sure it's going to be a big hit. And I want to thank you for being with us today. Do you have any final thoughts or encouragements or messages for our listeners? Well, I just hope people, if they are beekeepers or if they're just interested in bee products or just what's going on in the world of beekeeping, that you join us because we will have stuff for everyone, Um, honey tasting, silent auction stuff. Um, I just hope that they come out and join us. Oh, yes. And uh, you mentioned earlier, Debbie, that um, most of the people uh, that you're seeing in many cases, it's the the woman, the girl who gets interested and then talks to her husband or her boyfriend and they get interested and next thing you know, it sounds like a great place to meet girls. <laughs> it is a great place to meet girls. <laughs> All right, we'll see you at the 2022 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Debbie, thanks for being with us. Thank you. It was a pleasure, Peter. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Next time on the Sherry Hill Show, Head Start and Early Head Start have improved the lives of more than 37 million children and their families. My guest, Kristen Damara. Director for Head Start and Early Head Start for Community Services Agency. We're a holistic approach, and so I think what um, puts us apart from other programs is that we do work specifically with the parents. The Sherry Hill Show, Sundays, 1 p.m. on 1060 a.m. radio. The Sherry Hill Show, fun for all ages. Natakwa News, pick up your copy today. Natakwa. 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 Natakwa.